Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Mondays with Mindy. Hi, Christian. Hi, Mindy. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. This season three and this episode specifically is being sponsored by the cocktail party, Love Mary. More information on our website. Exactly. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. I agree with those sentiments. Um, today's episode features a conversation with television personality, host, actor, fashion and style commentator and designer, and my friend, Carson Cressley. <laughs> Carson was born and raised in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Always interested in horses, owned his first pony when he was five years old. Carson still loves horses and has his own farm in Pennsylvania, which he'll be joining us from on this episode, and is a world champion equestrian. After graduating with degrees in finance and fine arts from Gettysburg College, Carson worked as a stylist and in the advertising division for Ralph Lauren in New York City for many years before he auditioned in 2003 for a little show new on Bravo called Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. <laughs> exactly. Didn't have much success or anything like that. No, hardly. Yeah. In its first year, the groundbreaking show on Bravo won an Emmy. And after the show's run, Carson hosted the motivational show for Lifetime, How to Look Good Naked. <laughs> And Carson Nation for OWN. Yeah. He was a contestant on Dancing with the Stars, is a regular judge for RuPaul's Drag Race, new season actually on right now. Yeah. Yeah. And teamed up with his dear designer friend, Tom Felicia, for a series called Get a Room, back on Bravo. He frequently is asked to critique red carpet fashions, judge, and or be a commentator for the Miss Universe pageant, and has had a few acting gigs here and there in movies like The Perfect Man and A Year Without Santa Claus. Carson had clothing lines on QVC, debuted a women's collection for Shop NBC called Love Carson. He's also authored a few books. What else does this man do? <laughs> Including the titles Off the Cuff and my favorite, Does This Book Make My Butt Look Big? <laughs> Personally, I think the best is yet to come for Carson. I have encouraged his ambition to be a stand-up. I think he needs to do it and he needs to do it now or create some kind of cabaret show, truly just more of Carson. Yeah. He is incredibly smart and funny and I love his take on everything. Yeah. So I don't know. Let's have a conversation, Christian. What do you say? I say let's, uh, let's bring him on. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> it's our pleasure to welcome to the show Carson Cressley. Hello, Carson. Oh, hi. Hello, oh, hello. hello greetings and salutations. <laughs> oh, gosh, no. I'm full of horse hair and who knows what. I just came in from the barn. You know, I'm a, like a farmer when I'm on quarantine lockdown. Yes. So, yes, yeah, so I look a little bedraggled. So don't look too closely. Uh, if that's bedraggled. Yeah. <laughs> mama's in trouble. Um, <laughs> no, you look gorgeous. I love your glasses. They're so great. Thanks so much. Um, okay, so we start of each course. episode going into my little Johnny Adler secret canister with some questions. I just pull them at random. Mm -hmm. Just a little get to know you. Okay. Carson? Yes? What assumption do people make about you that they get wrong? Oh, everyone seems to think that I'm gay. And <laughs> no. Oh, that's true, what? actually. That's true. That's why they think that. I think that a lot of people, and if you follow my Instagram and some of my social media, you'll learn more about me. But if you just see me on TV, I always try to dress up when I'm on TV. I think it's a really big deal and it's an important occasion. So sometimes I'll see people on talk shows and they're like literally wearing a track suit. And I'm just like, did you just come from the airport? Like this is late night with Jimmy Kimmel, like put on a coat and tie for God's sake. So right. I usually look kind of dressed up and fancy, but I am actually just a, an Amish lady at heart. <laughs> and uh, when I'm not working, 
<laughs> I sometimes, you know, when I'm working, I'm, I live in New York or I live in LA mm -hmm. and I'm fortunate to live there and I have homes there and I love it. But on my downtime, I'm at my farm in Pennsylvania. So people don't know that I'm so rugged and so butch. <laughs> well, I can attest to that. <laughs> How did where you grew up or where you were raised in Allentown develop your creative mm -hmm. aesthetic? Did it or did it not? Uh, it did. I think it was more about the era than the maybe the <laughs> geographical location. Okay. Because I grew up in the 70s and in Allentown, Pennsylvania, actually outside of Allentown, Pennsylvania, between like Allentown and like where Amish people live. So I was Amish adjacent growing up. So it was <laughs> not so um, stimulating, perhaps. But it was also the 70s and we had amazing television like Heart to Heart and The Love Boat and all of the Aaron Spelling shows, your show in the 80s. And all of that influenced me. I loved the design. Like I would stare at like the Golden Girls had a baker's rack with ginger jars. I was like, what are those? Where do I get one? I was like nine. And also the clothes of the day, like when your mom and dad went to a cocktail party. And I think Tori Birch has this same like viewpoint, like growing up in Pennsylvania in the 70s, like people wore like really rad clothes. Like my mom wore like long hostess skirt with like a crocheted sweater with like holly hobby printed like crazy shit on it. And yes. um, but really chic and tasteful. It's what people wore. Yes. My mom had this amazing black jumpsuit with silver studs all along the collar and up and down the zipper. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was ridiculous. Amazing. They dressed up then. Yeah. It's like uh, like it is now. Yeah. People dressed up for the occasion. And also there was just so much richness in design. Like now it's like you either go to like Target and buy like T-shirts and sweats or you go to like Yves Saint Laurent and buy like the studded jumpsuit. But my right. mom was not shopping at Yves Saint Laurent. My mom was shopping at Alice Kay in Allentown. <laughs> and but that was available. Like there was chic, amazing clothing everywhere. We were like Christmas picture from like 1977. We're like extras from Austin Powers. We're all in like oh my polyester leisure suits. They're rust with like printed satin shirts. I mean, it was just cuckoo bananas, but there was a lot of flair back then. So I think yeah. my flair comes from the era yeah. and not necessarily where I grew up. Got it. As uh, somebody who I grew up in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, so not too far from Allentown. In fact, my brother-in-law is from Allentown. Oh my God. <laughs> so I can speak to that, that it's probably related. Yeah, we're probably related. Goodness gracious. I have a cousin in Lemoyne. It could be you. I Yes, I've spent time in Lemoyne. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm dying to see that picture, by the way, yeah. of those jumpsuits. Oh, I'll have to try and find that for you. Yes. Okay. So what is your favorite place to travel and why? Okay. Gosh, I love to travel. I love a road trip. It could be as close as like bopping up to Hudson, New York to look at antiques and things that I don't need, but want mm -hmm. and oftentimes can't afford. And, or it could be far flung and exotic. Like I went to uh, Thailand. Thailand. Was it Thailand? Yeah, it was Thailand, Bangkok for the Miss Universe pageant. I think it was like two years ago. Yeah. And that was really fun. And I stopped in Japan and some other places. And uh, it's just so stimulating, like the art scene, the design scene, the food scene, like I guess it's culture is what I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah. And um, when you go to such a different place, when I want to go just have fun, I love going to Australia. It is such a big, giant trip, but the people yeah. there are so fun. 
Agreed. And open and like, oh yeah, Keza, welcome down on that. We love having you here. And I'm just like, God, I love being here. It's like I, when I go there, I feel like I was born there in another life. And they're like, oh yeah, Keza, good on ya. Well, and your best friend is Australian. I mean, Kim is Australian, yes? Yeah, my best friend is Australian. And um, so, yeah, and I loved Australia before I even knew her, but oh. um, maybe that's why I love her so much. I don't know. But um, yeah, I adore Australia and all things Australian. Agreed. Got it. Besides your mobile phone, what is something you never leave home without? Oh, gosh. Well, nowadays, I mean, it's, you know, it's like phone, keys, wallet, mask, but I also have to have um, Kiehl's lip balm in the blue tube and like any other, this is not an endorsement. They don't even know I'm alive, but any other lip balm is just like, no, no, this is like a wax candle. No, this is like right. a menthol. Like, why do they put menthol in lip balm? It, I feel like it dries your lips out more. It's terrible. So I just, I have to have my particular lip balm. A hundred percent. All right. Last question before we go into more other things. Let's okay. So among your friends, mm -hmm. Carson, what are you best known for? Hmm. It depends which friends. Some would be like, he's a whore. <laughs> um, others would say um, he has a shopping addiction. Depends which group you ask. But I would say among my friends, I'm known as being a good entertainer. And I don't mean that in the showbiz way. I mean, like, if right. you come to my house, like, I'm going to take really good care of you. Well, I was going to say, as being the periphery friend that I am, I would say that you are one of the most generous people that generous oh. friends. Yeah, I've seen it in action in a lot of different ways. It's going to go hand in hand, too. Thank yeah. you so much. I call it like I see it. So uh, we You're right, probably. <laughs> yeah. So on Mondays with Mindy, we basically talk to all kinds of different creatives and talk about the creative process, whatever that means to you. So tell me about mm -hmm. some and tell our listeners some of the things that inspire you or your trajectory, because Jesus, Carson, could you have one more job? I mean, between the fashion stuff and the commentating and the acting, and I think you should be doing stand up or some kind of cabaret act. I mean, I'm really pushing for that. The writing and judging and the writing. So, you know, basically, what's your process and what inspires you? Uh, panic and terror <laughs> inspires me. I'm just like, oh my God, I've got to pay my mortgage. Um, but other than that, I love creating and I feel like actually creating inspires me to create more. Like today, for example, I was at my farm outside of Allentown and we had a large snowfall last night. Mega. Mega. And uh, my niece and I said, let's do an impromptu photo shoot. And we literally like just saddled up horses and she was like racing them across a field. I was on the ground being safe. And um, <laughs> but we just, you know, I was like, I'll bring a Navajo blanket and then we'll do this. And I just love like bringing all the pieces together and then like creating something with like the iPhone and like microphones. Mm -hmm. Like we're so able to create things now on our own yeah. that I love that. I loved when I worked for Ralph Lauren and and we would do photo shoots and we would create ad campaigns. And, you know, I love traveling with very attractive male models to the far reaches of the globe and then like mm -hmm. putting them in tight cashmere sweaters and say, <laughs> here, hold this puppy. That was really fun, creative. Like I love creating beautiful things, whether it's beautiful rooms or beautiful photos or beautiful parties or commentating on drag race about, you know, presentation. I think I'm very presentational and 
I just love that. And I get inspired by coffee table books and traveling. I get inspired by going to stores and seeing the displays. Mm -hmm. I get inspired by Pinterest, Instagram. I'm just constantly looking. Yeah. What have you been binging on during this time? Um, okay. So, I mean, it seems like we were watching the Lion King seven years ago. Does it not? I'm just like, <laughs> well, I don't remember. So that was, you know, early quarantine. Now, current quarantine, I binged all of the crown. I've seen every season. I actually put it in my phone when it's coming out. And I think this year it was like November 15th. And of course, like at midnight, I was like, we got to watch the crown. <laughs> That Olivia Coleman, my goodness, is so talented. Amazing. Yeah. I just said that like I was from Schenectady. Talented. Talented. And <laughs> so talented. Uh, so I love The Crown. I loved that it was the Princess Diana era. It's stuff that I remember. You know, yeah, the other same. stuff was just like, mm, I don't remember like a lot of, I love the woman who plays Margaret Thatcher. Her voice is so extraordinary. <laughs> She's amazing. That's Gillian Anderson. Yeah, Anderson. Yeah. Isn't that insane? She's yeah. so good. Yeah. She's so, so good. So gorgeous. It helps when your boyfriend show runs the show. Not that she doesn't deserve the part, but I think it was a little helpful. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I maybe. Do not impose sanctions. Um, I just love her voice and the way her lips hang off her mouth and swear like this. Anyway, so I binged <laughs> that. I binged The Queen's Gambit. Yes. It's a favorite, yeah. Because I love Lexington, Kentucky, and it's a very horsey town. I've been there a lot. I heard through the grapevine through friends, like, oh, it's set in Lexington. There's very mm-hmm. little Lexington in the yes. actual show. Right. But the set design and the costumes, it's so... Outstanding. Um, such a rich era. Yeah, it was superb. And they would like create whole department stores, like mm. the Ben Snyder department store. Not real, but somehow <laughs> in the you know suburban reaches of greater Toronto, they created like the 1960s Kentucky department store to a T. Yeah. The acting phenomenal, the storyline super interesting. So saw that. And mm-hmm. now I'm on to Outlander. I feel like I'm a late adopter, but I've started that. Very, very late to the program, kind sir. Yes. Yeah. I think it popped up because I watched The Crown. Makes sense. And then I was just like, you know, you're laying in bed and you're just like, oh God, should I stay up till one? No, I should really go to bed. And then the, it just starts off automatically and then you're just like oh there are men in kilt i have to watch yeah, this and sam <laughs> i mean just watching sam is enough he's delicious yes, totally yeah um agree what made you after queer eye and leaving ralph Lauren? was there ever a moment where you thought okay that was kind of a fantastic you know blip and yippee was there mm-hmm. a pull to take you back not necessarily to ralph Lauren, but back into that world or were you just like oh no Oh, no, Rose. Here I am. Right. Mama's got to sing. <laughs> Fortunately, and I know how lucky I am that I was able to keep working in showbiz in some way or another. And people have said, well, how did you, you know, when you're on a really, really popular show and Queer Eye was really, really popular, then you get all these offers to do a million things, but usually they're horrible or you're not allowed to do them because the fun ones are on competing networks. and like, no, you can't do this while you're doing the show. So that tempered things. But I was lucky that um, I had some offers after and I was able to keep working. I loved working at Ralph Lauren. It was a fantastic experience. It was like the devil wears Prada, but people were nice and preppy. And, mm-hmm. and um, I learned so much there. And I, 
I love that world, but I was just like, God, I don't want to go back to like having a boss and like sitting at a desk and like filling out expense yeah. reports. So yeah. I was like, let's, I mean, how shallow, but um, no, I was listen, like, let's see if no. we can keep working in this design space, if you will. <laughs> no. And I always just really kept it like open. Like if someone wants me to be in a movie, great. And I did a bunch of like holiday movies, yeah. Hallmark movies. And I did a movie with Hillary Duff. Yeah. Um, there was Oscar buzz about that. Um, there was a guy named Oscar in it and he was buzzing around and, um, he was buzzing and I've just been lucky to have opportunities. And I say yes to almost everything. And some are terrible and some are great. And I've just been blessed. And I, I love entertaining people. I love designing and creating. So it's worked out and, uh, I'm just so fortunate. No, it, and it will continue to work out because you're uber talented. And as I said in your intro, the best is yet to come because I don't think we've seen oh, what we should see. No, it's yeah. the truth. We've talked about it. I think we just it. skimmed the surface. Yeah, there's just skimming of surface. So we far. have, we have, we have. Have you ever land? Oh, I would like to be, you know, who I think is so phenomenal and is my role model is uh, Nacy Nash because she was like yes. on like a TLC, like design and house, clean house kind of show. Yes. And she has so much depth and so many chops. So she's my hero. Yeah. Well, there's no reason that you cannot mirror parallel universe, Nisi Nash and her career. And you should have your own show, period, full stop. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, have you ever failed at anything? Because it sort of seems like the trajectory yes. is that you just keep going. Well, when did you, if you don't mind asking, and what did you learn from it? Oh, gosh. I mean, I've failed at many things. I mean, you know, sometimes you you write a book and you think it's the greatest thing in the world. You do all the press and promo and you put your whole heart and soul into it. And then like nobody buys it. I've had some of those where it's just like literally I have books of like, does this book make my butt look big? Which was the last one. Like I have millions I of love. copies like in Swedish or something in my basement. And I'm just like, I guess it was not a hit in Sweden. Like we're just going to send these back to you. And I was like, oh my God, they don't even <laughs> want to pay for storage. So sometimes it happens, but you have to, um, you know, I throw so many globs of like clay at the wall and then some of it sticks and then some of it doesn't. And everybody I think what I learned is that everybody who's successful is also a failure at some point and it ebbs and flows and people that you think are the greatest, like do a project and you're like, this is going to be the best ever. And then you watch it. You're like, oh, that didn't work. <laughs> so it's just the universe at work. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. So, I mean, you basically are pretty fearless in regard to trying anything new, right? Like you said, you kind of say yes to everything, whether that's good or not. I find your hustle, and I mean that as a compliment, yeah. I have adopted many of my friends' hustle based on seeing their result. Mm -hmm. Where did you find that, have that, or is that just part of your personality? Oh, um, I think it's genetic or something because my parents are both such hard workers and my grandparents were all like, both sets of my grandparents were really hardworking farmers in Pennsylvania. And Nobody works harder than a farmer. It's like you never go on vacation oh, yeah. because you have yeah. like livestock. Yeah. You have to get up every day and like feed them. And then like mother nature throws like a fun ice storm or something. And it's like, oh, now I get to like scrape ice off of every building and plow my driveway and feed animals and do that. So I kind of never stop. Like even when I'm at home or I have people over, I'll be futzing around and doing laundry. They're like, do you ever sit down and just watch TV? I'm like, no, I mean, occasionally I just, you know, fold laundry and watch TV. So I, I've always had a strong work ethic and I think it's familial. Mm -hmm. And 
I'm also a big opportunity taker advantager of. So if there's an opportunity, I'm going to try to like, you know, be a squirrel and get that nut. Yeah. And just look for every opportunity because I know how fleeting our business is and you've got to just constantly just, you know, be looking yes. and hustling. So I have a, an internal hustle. I love that about you. So besides the horses, I mean, should there be a beside the horses already? I don't like what's happening out that's coming out. But are you obsessed with anything currently or what are like your big obsessions? I really don't know this about you. Oh, my big obsessions. Well, I mean, the biggest obsession, yes, are horses. They are a passion that, yeah, I would say it's an obsession and probably requires some sort of psychiatric care because <laughs> what we do is ridiculous. Just like, oh, let's put this livestock on a truck and take it to Florida for three weeks. <laughs> like, who does that? Uh, it's really <laughs> insane. And I get like bills for horseshoes and I'm just like, wait, I could have bought Gucci loafers, like whichever kind I wanted. But no, every five weeks I have to put these shoes on this horse, which yes. they're wonderful and they're great. But it's we're a crazy breed, horse people. Yes. So I'm obsessed that. with that. I'm obsessed with interior design and it's never really, I did a show with Tom Felicia on Bravo about interior design. I would love to do more putting it out there. Yes. But I, I don't really know what I'm, I'm doing, but I love everything about it. I love furniture. I love textiles. I love paint. I love architecture. Like if one world kind of encapsulates everything that I love, I think it's interior design. Mm-hmm. And interior designers are so interesting. I'm, I'm sure, you know, like we have the same friends like Martin Lawrence Ballard and, yes, um, and Nathan, Mary Nathan Turner. And, and Nate Turner from California. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're all just, they're such interesting people too. Um, so I'm obsessed with designers. Yeah. Designers. And then the normal obsessions, you know, Miley and Cher and Madonna and drag race and, good stuff guys on the instagram from you know exotic countries it's the only people i talk to now i'm just i'm dating several men right now in bolivia (laughs) only on instagram how else are you gonna find gorgeous men on bolivia from bolivia makes perfect sense to me i'm sure they're all robots i mean every time i click on i want to be like can you just let me know if you see a traffic meter or a crosswalk by clicking these boxes (laughs) and then um it'll verify you okay i'll wait I really seriously. Yes, I understand. So what um, I know new season of drag race and what else is coming up mm-hmm. for you? Oh, I just have to take a pie out of the oven. I was just going to say be right back up. I'll, I'll show it. it to you. I'll do it. One second. Okay. Amazing. Talk amongst yourself. I know we will. And I love that. This is amazing. <laughs> I love that. He's oh my gosh. Literally taking a pie out of the oven. Well, and I have chicken in the oven and I was just like, boy, I wonder if that's going to go off during this. This is even better. I mean, if we talk long enough, we'll show you my chicken. That also sounded really weird. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Here it is. Christian. Oh, what kind? Amazing. It's, um, uh, I'm just going to put it right there. It is a Pennsylvania Dutch specialty called um, what kind? lemon sponge pie. And you can whip it up so easily. Lemon sponge. And you basically take eggs and sugar and butter and lemon juice and lemon rind. And then you make the egg whites fluffy. And then you fold it into the egg yolks. And it's 
this airy, delicious wintertime make with what you have in the pantry kind of pie. And um, sounds really boring and terrible. It's so delicious. So um, I am absolutely not bored with anything that you just said. No, Uh -uh. that is fantastic. I mean, Christian knows we know how to do baked goods here in the Amish regions. That's right. It's a specialty. (laughs) (laughs) I just love that you had it. You're like, excuse me. And Christian, you've got to. Oh, yeah. No, I'm a busy (laughs) Amish woman today. Christian, you must water that plant over your shoulder. Uh, I I keep forgetting. Not the fig tree, the uh, brown (laughs) one. It has no leaves anymore. I'm so worried. That's my uh, buddy I nicknamed Big Stick many moons ago. I love ago that it's I, called. When I first got him. He's got a whole personality. The home automation, you want to light him up, you say, turn on Big Stick. Like, <laughs> swear. Oh my gosh. A slight euphemism when I too. say that, something yeah. else turns on. See? Yeah. Oh, see? Yeah. I knew like it was mine. going there. How did I know? Yeah, I got it's two coming. of you. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah, sorry. Two gay men yeah. in a podcast. Here you go. I love it. I'll take you. Christian, you're gay. That's a three dollar bill. Are you serious? What? Okay. <laughs> it's first no, of all, it's I, me. He has a teal accent wall. No, I know, I know, and he does have a teal accent wall. So I'm, I was pretty sure, but you know, I was just being cool. Yes. Well, light, yeah, manners. Yes. And it Very is ad- you, Mindy Cohn. Uh, exactly. Like, come patron on, saint of all the gays. I, yeah. Yes. Since I was thirteen. Annie. Carson, I adore you. Thank you for coming in from the cold and the stables and sitting down and gabbing with us. Yeah, this is amazing. It was a nice chance to chat with you, get to know you. I adore you. And I would like, I loved it. And I would like a dinner in LA when you come back here to do Rue. Exactly. I would, we have to go and we'll go have sushi again. And I adore you. And let me know when you're in New York because I just pop in and out of there all the time. Oh, good. And, hopefully, um, my fourth trip that I had to cancel, hopefully I will be there sometime in February. Yeah. Okay. Let me know. I you will. too, Christian. Absolutely. I'll make you a pie. I would love that very much. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is our pleasure to have spoken with and enjoyed Carson Cressley. This episode of Mondays with Mindy is brought to you by... The cocktail party. Love Mary. Tired of cooking? Love fancy hors d'oeuvres, but don't have any idea how to prepare them? Look no further. The cocktail party. Love Mary is here. For 15 years, New York caterer to the stars and our pal Mary Giuliani has served her delicious whimsical hors d'oeuvres to the best names in art, fashion, and entertainment. Now she's putting them all into adorable little boxes and sending them from her heart to your home. Six dozen of her greatest hits delivered frozen, including the yummiest nibbles like mac and cheese cupcakes, pastrami on rye tarts, and her everything pig in a pie. Total game changer for anyone who loves pigs in a blanket. As Mary says, all you have to do is turn on the oven, pour yourself a drink, and enjoy more time with your guests. She'll do the rest. Go to marygiuliani.com or mondayswithmindy.com for more information and to order yours today.